And we are on Bracha Islam and Ches, so a few lines from the bottom, Lam and Zayin and Bez. The learning again should be Eschos Lerfu Shlema for Beliento Bas Mariam Fega. So we are up to Troikanen. So we've been discussing different types of bread. So today we'll expand that. We'll discuss crepes and waffles and pancakes and all good things. Okay, so a few lines on the bottom, Troikanen. So the, the Gemara says, Troikanen chayav b'chala. That Troikanen is chayav b'chala. We didn't, and we didn't say what Troikanen means, but the Gemara is going to explain. Amra v'yechanen v'yechanen says, Troikanen p'tur menachala. Troikanen are potter from chala. My Troikanen, what exactly is this thing called Troikanen? Amra baya kuba da'ara. So you have this bread that you actually make in the ground. Basically, you have a batter. Imagine you have a liquid batter. You're a liquid pancake mix or bread mix. And you're pouring it into a groove. So another t- another way you would say this is a pan- is a waffle. You have a you have a waffle maker. You pour the batter and you get a waffle. So Amar Abaya Abaya says it's kuba da'ar. This is what it is. And there's a question if it's chayiv and challah or not. And basically the question is is it uh, a bread? So two ways to understand this. It comes out when 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 you finish making this. It's a very soft, uh, doughy product because there's no ear around it to make a crust, so it doesn't have the form of a bread. And therefore, that's why it would be a, would not be chayav mechala, perhaps. That would be the discussion. Okay, next. Amar Abaya, Teresa, Teresa, Peturum and Achala. That's Patur Mechala. My Teresa, what exactly is Teresa business? Ikad Ami Gabla Maratach. You had this, you had this, uh, a, um, <clears throat> a liquid batter that you would pour on a, on a uh, heated, uh, a skillet, right, similar to a crepe, and you'd be putter from challah. Why? Because when it comes to bread, there are two parts of the bread process that we look at. One of them is what what was the dough texture? Was it a blila ava? Was it a thick dough? Or was it a blila rock? Was it a thin batter? When you have a thin batter, so that already is not exactly a bread. Now, there's two stages. That's the, the, the batter stage, and then there's the, the processing. So if you have a liquid batter, they end up baking like a muffin, so we're gonna call that bread. Now, if you have a sweet muffin, so you make a mazinus in it because we're gonna learn that's not that's a mazinus, but if you would if theoretically if you had a liquid batter that you made into a you put into a muffin tin and you got bread from it, you would be chayev and hamaitzi. However, what if both parts, the, the batter is liquid and the processing is not baked in an oven, in a pan, it's put on a skillet, it's put on a frying pan, so you have your crepe or a pancake type of thing where the final product is not going to look like a bread. So there, it is not considered challah at all. You'd make a mazinus, but it would be like, it would be like a blintz. A blintz you would never wash and bench on it. So if someone goes to uh, Vitali's and gets a crepe, so based on this gemara, the way he, when I saw him making it, the, the batter is a liquid batter, and he pours it on that uh, round crepe machine. So you have liquid batter poured on a hot surface, like a crepe or a blintz, so that would be considered a mazinus. Fine. That's one way of learning Teresa, and that's how it's brought in Shulchan Aruch. Those that say Nahamad the Hindika, there was this uh, Indian type of bread, so they used to bake it on a spit, okay, and they would just uh, smear it with oil and eggs, so it wasn't exactly a bread, it was more of a uh, oily type of uh, product, and it wasn't considered bread. Now those that say this is bread, that was made for kutach. Kutach was this fancy dish. Well, not fancy, but there was a famous dish in Chazal, times of the Gemara, which is kutach. There was old bread. You had a lot of salt. You had 
some some way in it. So it's fascinating how you go through Shas. You'll see this many times when it, in, in Mesechlas of Adazara, they talk about it from the way component about Chalav Stam, Chalav Akum, right? Is Kutach different when it comes to Mesechlas Chulun or Psachim when it talks about Melicha? You have a salty item in in Yaridea, You have a salty non-kosher salami that touches something. We see that that the taste transfers as opposed to uh, uh, a bland product. So there's uh, the salty component. You also have the chametz component, the maliach, and you have the bracha. So you have four, at least four places in Shas where we have sugyas talking about this dip called kutach, kutach habavli. Okay. So if the bread was made for this kutach, so imagine you're making bread, but you're not making it for bread, you're making it for the dip. You're making like croutons. You're making something like croutons. So there are those that said this was also pater mchala, it's hadama. Tani rabbi chiyam. Lechem ha'asil kutach pater menachala. That lechem that was made for kutach is pater from chala. Now the way they used to bake it was they used to bake it in the sun. So you made like a you made a batter, you made your dough, you took it out outside in a, in Iraq. That's where they lived, and they made this crunchy thing in in the sun. So you see, so one second. So according to this manda Omar, this is what's pater from chala. It's not considered bread. It's you would never make hamaytz in it. It's pater from chala. You wouldn't do a fresh chala. And however, the Tani Rabchia, Lechemasa Lakuta, Vahatania, Chai Bechala. So we see that there's a Machlik, as Rabchia says, Lechemasa Lakuta, Patim and Achala. Vahatania, Chai Bechala. We have a Bryce that says you're Chai Bechala. So what's going on? So the Gemara says, Kedik Tani Taima, Rabbi Huda Aimer, Maseha Mechichan Aleha. The way you make it shows if what bracha will be. What does that mean? A son, Ka'avin, if you made it thick, and it looks like a nice bread. So then you're chayavin, you're chayav. Because Rashi says, because Golidate, you showed that I made it for a bread purpose. So if you made it for a bread purpose, either there's some type of din derabanan, that your, your mafresh chala looks like bread, you're treating it like bread, so then you'd be chayav and chala. However, kilimudin, if you made it like boards, you didn't care about the loaf, peturin, you'd be putter from chala. So it's very, very interesting halacha comes out of this. Probably wasn't really in a gay for 1500 years when they started making kutu chabavli. But about 100 years ago in Japan, they came up with this new breadcrumbs called panko breadcrumbs. The legend goes, it's probably not true, that during uh, Imperial Japan when uh, they were being bombed by the United States, so they had to turn off all the lights, they could not have any, uh, any lights on. So they used to, how do they bake? They used to use electricity. This is how they make panko breadcrumbs. You're, you're running an electric current through a dough. And you can make a bread like uh, the size of this table in, in a half hour. And that was panko, yeah, panko bread. So it'd still be made. Panko breadcrumbs, if it's legit, panko breadcrumbs is made through that. So you have many questions in halacha. Let's say someone is makbed on pasisrol. So do they need to get pasisrol panko breadcrumbs? Now, it's a challenge to make pasisrol panko breadcrumbs. You have to touch the, the mashkiach, turning on the electric current every five seconds, putting in the current into each bread. So if you look at this Gemara, this Gemara says, if you made it, if you made a ka'av and you wanted to get the loaf, then you're chayav and chala. But if you made a kilimudin, you didn't care about the form, you don't care about the actual bread, you just wanted to make it for the kutach, paturim and chala, your patach and chala. So halachically, this, and for other reasons, you do not need to get pas Yisrael, panko breadcrumbs. So even hashkachas, let's say, like hila kashras, or even CRC, we, sometimes we certify a, a restaurant as pas Yisrael, they are allowed to use non pas Yisrael, panko breadcrumbs. Okay. This kuba da'ara, this thing, this waffle, 
what bracha do we make on that? So Amalei, so Rav Yosef said, You think it's bread? It's like a baked dough. It's like a doughy product. We should make a bracha of on it. It is not really bread. Marzutra kava sudasilave. He had a whole suda. He had a whole big feast of just this product. We're going to see when you eat a kadei suda of of these things. Ubarich ilave hamoytz lechmanaretz. He made a bracha hamoytz lechmanaretz. Vishalish brachas and he benched. Okay, so you see that he did consider it. If you eat a full meal, you'd have to bench this. So ma barav ashiv adam yotze beheni dechavasiv pesach. You could actually use this for matzah, assuming you baked it within your eighteen minutes. Why my timer? Lechem oini karinim This is exactly what lechem oini is. Lechem oini is a poor man's bread. This didn't really uh, look, doesn't look like bread, but you could use it for matzah, and and uh, he used it for. He, I don't know if he used it, but he said you could use it for your matzah. Okay, now just just a question. Why is it mezainus? Why would this soft, doughy thing be a mezainus? So we explained perhaps because it's not made the way bread is made, so therefore it's not hamaytzi. But there's a famous uh, di- famous halacha from the Nesivas. The Nesivas wrote, uh, wrote a maise um, nisim, nothing to do with, with nisim, but it was just uh, what, he, what he called it, the, the, his, uh, his agada. And, and in that, he has many halachas. One of the halachas he says is that if you look in Hilchus Brachas, so we know that there are certain criteria to make something a mazoinus versus a hamaiti. It cracks and crumbles like a cracker. It's uh, filled with something like cheese or a calzone. What if it doesn't have any of those conditions? A soft pretzel, a regular soft pretzel. It has some salt on the outside, but at the end of the day, it's bread, right? So the Nesivas Paskins, that if we know that, it's, that we consider it a snack, everybody knows it's a snack, so then even though it has the same, te- it looks like bread, smells like bread, and it's baked the same way as bread, since everybody knows this is a snack, you look at it, snack, you would make a mazainas in it. And he brings a ride from this Gemara, that the fact that, that this was like a... Soft pretzel? Yeah, so according to Nesivas, Rav Zaman Orbach, Zetzal uh, Paskin like that, and, and Rav Asher Shlita also Paskins, that a soft pretzel you make a mazainas in it. However, Rav Balski Zetzal held it would be a hamaytzi. Welcome to Rav Zetzal you can have any any food you find. But it's based on this concept that... Do I need to have one of these conditions, cracking and crumbling, being filled with cheese, or do I say, no, I look at it, if it's a soft, uh, if, if people eat it as a snack, it's mezainas, or if, if people eat it as a meal, it's hamaiti. So the CRC Bezin holds like this, and we have a very funny situation. We give Ashkacha to Miller, Miller Bakery, it's called, and they make pretzel buns. So they also make pretzel ball, uh, pretzel bun balls, whatever they call it. You see that in Casa, it comes in a little bin, and a little, uh, pretzel little yeah. So we have a funny psak. The buns, we say, are hamaitzi, but the little boys, those are mazainas. The same product, the same one, exact one thing. But, but when you look at it, based on the nasivas, and many, many posts can go with that. Okay. This would be one of the sources for the uh, psak of the nasivas. You had these dates. So you have a, a dates that you have, you have honey coming from dates, date honey. You're, you're going to, to eat it. You should make shahako. My timer. Why is that? So It is just the sweat. It is not. This is like it's the juice. It's the juice of a fruit, and we hold that juice of fruit is not really considered the fruit itself. Kiman. Who does this go like? The following tana. The tanan. We went to the Mishnah and Trumas. Now there's a halacha that you cannot ruin. Trumas. If you take trumas and you throw it in the garbage, it's a problem. You have to eat it. You have to consume it. You can't just ruin things. So dvash tamarim. Let's say you had 
date honey, vien tapujem or uh, apple cider or hard apple cider, wine that comes from apple juice. So any fruit juice, anytime you have a sugar, you add yeast to it or you have natural yeast, you let it sit, it ferments, and you get alcohol, right? So if you want to get uh, want to distill it and get scotch, you have to you have to actually distill it. But leaving le- left as is, if there's enough yeast and sugar. You'll ferment it. So you take apple juice, and if, and if you ferment it, and you make hard apple cider, and you have this, uh, you have vinegar that comes from the, the late harvest of grapes, which are made pears, and all other fruit juices shall truma. So what if a person uh, does this? So Rebelezim, Mechaev, Karen, Mechaemish. So let's say you ate this. You, sorry, you drink it. It's, it's a beverage. So Rabbi Lezer holds it's like a regular beverage. So halach is when a person has enough. If you're, if you're not a kain and you have enough from truma, so halach is you have to pay karen v'chaim. You have to pay the principal and an added fifth. We had this in a previous davim. Rabbi Shua says poiter, you're poiter. Why? Because that's not considered part of the fruit. So amalei. So, so that's not considered. Um, that is not considered uh, part of the fruit, and therefore it never had the din of truma. Good. Terima maho. What's the din of terima? So terima basically is you have something that's crushed up, but it's not totally made into a into a, uh, a liquid. Okay. So let's say this is a very common question in halacha. Let's say you have cereal. Okay. Let's say you have corn checks. What bracha do you make on corn checks? So if I'm eating corn, corn is hadama, but you have something that was crushed, it's no longer in its original form. So if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, What's terima? Something that was chopped up a little bit, but it's not totally pureed. So there's a We tend to be a little more makel, as long as it's not in its original form and you can't recognize it anymore. So then it would, it would be a shahako. So let's see, you have mashed potatoes. Some want to say that that would be shahakal, as long as you, you don't recognize that, it, that it's a potato. Um, again, there are those that argue. Mm-hmm. Kogel would be the same type of question. So it depends if you use the kogel blade. So it doesn't look like kogel anymore. I don't know. You probably, according to this shita, you'd probably make a shahakal on it. Okay, but these, all those questions, maybe you have food that's, that's ground up. But let, let, let's ignore the halakhalamites. It's complicated. But let's just go back to the, to the lambdas. Lambdas is, if it's no longer in its original form, it loses its bracha. So, sh- so you have this thing of tarima, mahu. What's the halacha? I lost its form, so what do we do? Rava didn't understand what he was talking about. So Yasser Ravina commented, Rava, Ravina was sitting, and he said, he said to the Talmud, you're talking about sesame, like a sesame oil, you're talking about this uh, saffron type of juice, you're thinking about crushed grapes, is that, is that what your question is? So while this person was, while Ravina was asking this Talmud, ask your Revelatite, Ravachapt, Armalei, told to the Talmud, Chashuta Vadikarma, you must be talking about something that was crushed. Vadikartan Milsa, and I remember Had Amar of Asi, Haitami Shal Truma, you have these, these dates of Truma. Mutulasis Mahan Terima, you're allowed to make it into Terima, you're allowed to, to crush it. But Asr Lasis Mehen Shechar, you can't make beer out of it. Because beer is, is a total change from the date. So that, you're ruining truma. You had truma and it was, was in its form. Now you're making it to something that's no longer considered truma. So he held that just crushing it and, and, and making it into a, like a, 
like a paste. So that wouldn't be a problem. But to make it into a beverage, that would be a problem. If you have a date paste, it's still noticeable. Sometimes you have like a fruit bar, and it's just a smushed fruit, but you see exactly what it is, so you would still make a bar of on those items. Okay. So like a fruit smoothie. So we said yesterday, if you're drinking it, so so there's a toysfis here, but somewhere in this parak that anything that you drink would always be a shahako because it's a it's a it's a beverage similar to this. Anything you need a straw, right? If you if you if you're uh, eating with a fork or a spoon, so maybe it's not a drink. Um, but you have many questions of of uh, people pureeing things. It's not a drink, or you have hummus and uh, I don't know whatever many things that come from soy. People eating soy hot dogs. So you don't see the soybean anymore, right? So we would say shahakal and all these things. So corn checks. There's no corn. I don't see a corn there. So you would make a shahakal on corn checks. On any, basically any corn cereal, unless it's corn flakes. So corn flakes, the Kellogg's corn flakes, officially is a flattened out piece of corn. So that, that it is what it is. As opposed to all the other corn flakes, they take uh, corn mush uh, puree and they put it into pellets in the shape of a corn flake. And there you go, cornflakes, you know? Your Israeli cornflakes are definitely shahakal. So the, um, and the same thing would apply to the other cereals. Any puffs, all these things that are corn-based, you would make a shahakal in it because it totally lost its, what? Pringles, Pringles would also be a shahakal because Pringles, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's potato powder mush made into these uh, potato-like, anytime you see something perfect, <laughs> the perfect shape, right. it's not, yeah, because the way the, the world is. What were people saying that it was a dumb then? I don't know. Maybe it's I don't know. Okay, so it will be Shahakum. Next. <coughs> Shatita. So you have something that was made from grain, uh, kernels of wheat. Ravam or Shahakoni Bidvaray, Ushmulam or Bari Minimizanis. So, Machlekes, if you make a Shahakul or Bari Minimizanis, Amra Pisav Leipliki, Hub, Avo, once talking about a thick uh, batter, Vaha Barak, once talking about a a, a liquid batter. So Avo, when it's a thick batter, La Achila Avdila, people use it for eating, meaning meaning that there's enough flavor in there, they'll eat it. But Raka, so who's going to be drinking or eating this liquid batter? The Rafua Ka'avdila, they're doing it for Rafua. And since it's not common to eat it like that, you make a Shahakal. So another side, uh, fundamental point is that whenever you're having, you're not really having the normal way of people enjoying the food, you make a shahakal and not a, not the typical bracha. But you're getting hanaf from it. Yeah, so that would be, if, it, if it's food. You're right, if it's not food, someone's taking robotussin, you wouldn't make a bracha on it, because that's not food. Nobody drinks robotussin. But if you're, if someone's eating, uh, I don't know, prune juice, the refua, right, there's a laxative, so okay. But you're getting hana, that, that's a food. So as long as you, you're getting some hana from it, you would make a shahaka. Okay. Meisiv, Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef asked the following question. Veshavin, the halacha, as everybody agrees, Shabay chashin esashatos, you're allowed to mix this thing called uh, the shatita, Shabbos on Shabbos. Why? Because there would not be a problem of lush. We won't deal with what lush is. It's a whole con- a whole discussion on its own. What the issue of lisha on Shabbos? Can you make tuna salad? Can you make egg salad? We'll discuss that at a different time uh, in Masech to Shabbos. That's the sham. Okay, but either way, they were allowed to do some type of mixing with a spoon of this shatos on Shabbos. 
and v'shoisin zeisim hamitzri, and you're able to drink this zeisim hamitzri, some type of Egyptian uh, laxative. You'd be able to drink that on Shabbos. Now, if you're telling me that a blila raka, a, moi, a liquid batter of shatita, is done is is typically consumed for rafua, rafua b'shabbos mishari, can a person just take medicine on Shabbos? So. Why would it be allowed? Why are we talking about can I do lush on Shabbos? You're not allowed to drink it on Shabbos. It's an Isra Fuah. There's an Isra Drabanan of taking medicine on Shabbos. We said a Gzera of Shikita Samamanim, Samale Abaya. Abaya said, Va'aloi Tisbara. You don't think it's made of Rafuah? And it will still be Mutter on Shabbos. For all time, Mutter in the Mishnah. Kola Eichelin, all foods. Even if your intent is to for Rafuah on Shabbos, you have a sore throat. So you, uh, you drink your, your, your schnapps as long as it's a food. It's mutter. Mechola mashkin and all drinks. Shaisas. If you have food, you want to eat broccoli for fiber, whatever you're doing, mechola mashkin shaisas. As long as it's a food item, you're allowed to eat it and drink it. Again, if someone has a, we spoke about this on Shabbos, if someone has a sore tooth or a uh, canker sore or something and he's swishing around scotch and nobody does, so that would be nicker that he's doing it lirafua. But let's say someone's drinking it the typical way. Give a mouthwash. Someone has a toothache and they want to they gargle mouthwash, but that's a normal thing. People do it every single morning. So it doesn't look odd. You'd be allowed to do that on Shabbos. Why? So it must be that, so it must be that even though it's refuah, since it's near, a, it looks like achila. There's not a problem of consuming it on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, So what are you going to tell me? That the person who's eating it, his kavana is also for eating it. So So too by the Shatita case, the person who is, has intent on eating it, and therefore there will be no Isra of Rafu on Shabbos. That's how you understand this Tarot. Another way to, to speak this out, what are you going to tell me? It must be the reason why you're making a bracha on, uh, on, on this product is because even though the Gavr Lachilu Kamachavin, he has Achila on his mind, he's eating something. Rafua, but the health benefits, we may look kahavi, it's coming on its own, but really he wants to eat it. So, hachanami, la achila kamachavi, on Shabbos as well, in Shatita, the achila he's having, he's having intent is on achila, rafua me kahavi, and the rafua is coming as well. Okay, the tzricha, the rav, and we needed uh, the brysa, meaning the brysa told me that I'm allowed to eat Shatita raka on Shabbos, even though it's lirafua. Why? Because, because I'm doing it, because it's a food, so I'm, I'm allowed to eat it on Shabbos. Even though you're not allowed to do things for a four, if it's a food, I can do it on Shabbos. There's even a Pisic that says, that I think this is brought down by the Bear Moshe. Uh, could be I'm misquoting. He said that maybe Advil, or maybe he was talking about uh, aspirin, people, eat it, people take it like food. So you want to be making it on Shabbos to, uh, to take it. Okay? Fine. That's a little bit of a stretch. But either way, I needed, once I know this bright so that you're allowed to eat this on Shabbos, so shouldn't I know that I, could, I should make a bracha on it? So the Lord says, no, tzricha raf. We needed raf to tell me you still make a bracha. Why? Hi, if I only had this brysa in Shabbos, that it's considered food and it's not a problem of refuah. Half of me, I would have thought, there, there, his intent is to eat it. He's hungry, so he's eating his, he's drinking his prune juice, so he's eating this uh, shatita thing. And refuah is coming on its own. When it comes to the bracha, maybe came in the maybe in a classic example, not on Shabbos, on a regular Tuesday. The person's not doing it la'achila. He doesn't have to. He's allowed to just take it for refuah. 
So maybe a love cloud. Maybe you shouldn't make a bracha at all. Kamash came with to Isle Hanamini since he's having enough from it. By Bruche, you need to make a bracha. So we, we mentioned this on Shabbos as well. Anytime it's, you're, you're drinking something for a fuwa, let's say you're drinking Gatorade to get a pill down. So as long as you're getting enough from it, if you enjoy the Gatorade, so you would make a shahakol while, t- while taking the pill. As opposed to water, you would not make a bracha on it. And that would apply to all foods, even if it's being eaten, the refua, um, you know, a protein shake or a protein bar, which doesn't taste great, as long as you're getting some hana, you would make a brach on it. However, when it comes to medicine, most of the poison will say that's not considered food. That's not food. Even though you, 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 there's some sugar in there flavoring, nobody ever was thirsty and drank Robitussin. Even Robitussin flavor, they wouldn't do that. For haraya, you keep your, even Tums. The raya is you keep your tums in your bath. Nobody keeps their tums in their uh, in the in the cupboard, right? They don't just eat tums because you're hungry. Nobody had a, had a taiva for it. You just there's some flavor in it to allow you to get it down, but it's not considered food, and therefore you do not make a bracha on all these things. Okay, let's go back to the mission. The mission said that you make a hamaytzi on pas. Shalapasu oimer hamaytzi on pas. You make a hamaytzi. Turn our Mahu oimer. What do you say? Do you say hamaytzi lechem in arts? You would say hamaytzi lechem in arts. That's the uh, tanakama. Rabbi says no. You say mighty lechem in arts. If machlekes, if you say hamaytzi or you say mighty. So let's see what's the difference between saying hamaytzi or mighty. Amarava b'mighty. When someone says mighty, that that Hashem took bread out. So kuliyamale pligi the apik mashma that he, you're saying something in the past. It says in my midbar kel God took them out of Mitzrayim. So you see from here that mighty means in the past took us out. So mighty lechem you took out bread from the ground. Okay, ki pligi b'hamaiti. What does the word hamaiti mean? Rabban and Sari the Chachamim hold hamaiti the apik mashma. Hamaiti also means uh, you took out the chsev. It says hamaiti lechamayim mitzrach halamish that God took took you took water out from the rock. Reb Nechem Yisavar hamaiti the apik mashma. It means in the future, but not in the past. So when a, when he would say Baruch Atah Hashem Elkinu Malcham hamaiti lechem aretz, it sounds like that God will take bread out of the ground, and that's wrong. So therefore, Reb Nechem says, don't say Hamaiti Lechem Say Maiti Lechem because Maiti for sure means in the past. Hamaiti can mean the future, as in this pasuk, Hakadosh Baruch was talking to Moshe Rabbeinu. Klai Yisrael was still in Mitzrayim. It was in the parshas of Eira. He says, Who will take you out? Not that he took you out already. So therefore, don't say Hamaiti. Say Maiti. Rabbanan. What did the Rabbanan do with that pasuk? Ahu that pasuk of Hamaiti. Hachi ka'amar lehu kutcher brichli Yisrael. Well, this is what HaKadosh Baruch was telling Klai Yisrael. When I take you out, I will do something for you so that you will know that I'm the one that I took you out of Mitzrayim. The Pasuk says, You will know that I am God. That took you out. So the same way, when Hashem is saying, That took you out. So when the original Pasuk says, that's, that, that's taking you out, it doesn't mean that I will take you out. It means I will bring you to a place where I will then tell you, I'm the God, that took you out. So you see that could also mean in the past. And therefore the Rabbanan said, you should say, Now the question is, why don't you just say, according to everyone, means the past. Why don't you say, so we saw by Kriyashma, about 10 dafim ago, maybe more, 15 dafim ago, that when you have the end of a word start, uh, the last letter of a word is an end of mem, and the next word is a is a mem as well, so you're going to swallow the word. So let's say you would say, Baruch Hashem, so you're going to have the ha'olam and maitzi in one breath. But if you say, 
you won't swallow the word, so therefore they want you to say Hamoy. See, I, it doesn't mean the past, so so the Rai is, it still means the past. Okay? okay. Or just say Hamoy. Easier. Can't change the words of Shema because that's. Uh, that's uh, that's in the Bible, right? But uh, this is the Anshikanasak Dalak of Yimisak, whatever they want. So the Chacham held they were Misak and Hamoiti, not Moiti. So Mishtabchimli Rabbana the Rabzera, the Rabbana told Rabzera they praised Es Baravzvid, the son of Ravzvid, Achud Rav Shimon Baravzvid, who was the brother of Rav Shimon, who was the son of Ravzvid. Okay? The Adam Gadol, they told him, oh, this guy, he's Adam Gadol, Baki Babrachas. He's a tremendous uh, expert in Hilchas Brachas. Amalahem, and Sir Abzera told the whenever he comes to town, they bring him to me. I want to see this. One time he came, they brought him bread. So Pasach, he starts, for Amr, he says, Maitzi. And he says, Maitzi Lechemenaras, like a cop out. He went with both Shitos. Everyone agrees that Maitzi works, right? So Amar Zehu Shaimir my loved Adam Gadulhu, who Baki Babrachasu. This is the guy who told me he's a Baki and Brachas. He he copped out. He went like everyone. He didn't I don't see any Khidish what he did. Bishlaima Iyamar Hamoitz. If he would have said Hamoitz, he would have said Ashmin the Taima. He would have told me Pshan on the Pasuk. When the Pasuk says Hamoitzi, yes, let me talk about the Mitzrayim. Now that's the past. So you tell me a Pshan on the Pasuk. And you would tell me Ashmin Hukasakurabanon that we should say Hamoitzi. Ella Amar Moitzi Kamash my Kamashman, what's he teaching me? He said he said he said Moitzi. I could have also done that. No no big uh Kuntz that he said Moitzi. So the Gemara says, "V'iu de'avad." Why did he do it? Lafuki nafshim. He plucked it. He's a smart guy. Keep himself out of machlokes. But v'hilchasa, how do we paskin? Hamoitzi lechem in aretz. We paskin that we say hamoitzi lechem in aretz, and that's how you see in your local uh, in your siddur. The kaimalon, kirabanon, the amri, the apik mashma. They say that hamoitzi means in the in the past, and that was their shot in the pasuk by Mitzrayim. Okay, next. Part of the mission. The mission said, is on, a, on vegetables, you say, Bayre Priyadama, you make a Bayre Priyadama. So, Katani, we, we learned, Yeraka is to me the past. Now, when the Mishnah says Yeraka, it, it seems to be in a similar way that it says, that it calls bread. Now, bread is a finished product, it was already baked, and the Brachas Hamaitzi. So, we're going to say, Ma Pas, ju- uh, the same way, just like Pas, the Mishnah is describing something, Shinishtana idea, or that changed, it went from a dough to a finished product. And now you make hamaitzi. So after when the Mishnah mentions vegetables, it's talking about nami shenishtana oyedeh, or it's talking about cooked vegetables. That means when we talk about vegetables in the Mishnah, it's talking about cooked ones. Fine. That was the that was what the Brisa said. So Amar Avnoi Mishmed Abaya. So Avnoi said in the name of Abaya Zoysemeres. From this statement, we learn out shlakois when you have cooked vegetables. You have your cooked carrots. Mavarchen Alehen Boyer Priyadama. You would make a Boyer Priyadama from the fact that the Mishnah equated Yerakois to pas. So we're talking about the same type of food. That pas is a fully finished product, and vegetables is also a fully finished product, fully cooked. Fine. Darash Rav Chista Mishim Rabenu. Rav Chista Darshin in the name of Rabenu. Umano, who is this Rabbeinu? It was Rav. Okay. Shlaka is Mavarchen Alein Bari According to Rav, that you would make a Bari Pedama on Shlaka. Rabbi Sino, here at the Merit Yisrael. And those, the Rabbanim that came from Merit Yisrael, Umano, who is that Ula? Mishmid Rabbi Yerchen Amar. They said, Shlaka is Mavarchen Alein Shakoni Bavari. They make a Shahakal on your cooked carrots. Vani Oimer, and Avchista says, I'll tell you, Pshat. Kol Shatchilas is Bari Pedama. If it started as a Dama, meaning people eat them raw, you take a. Uh, a piece of lettuce, okay? People eat it raw. You make hadama. Shlaka, you cook it, you ruined it. Shahakon ibavari. Now you make a shahakon. You cook lettuce, you make a shahakon. V'chol shetchila, shetchila, shahakon ibavari. But let's say you have an onion. That most people don't eat it raw. Maybe in a salad, but you wouldn't just bite into an onion. Or even a little piece. It's not typically eaten raw. Shlaka, you cook it, 
you fry fry an onion, right? Where you cook an onion, even if you uh, soak it in like in, in oil and you make herring out of it, that onion will be poire priadama. Okay, so basically he's saying, well, it depends on the vegetable. So you take something that is typically eaten cooked, you would uh, make a hadama, you make a hadama when it's cooked, but you make a shahako if it's not cooked. And something that people typically eat raw, so you make a hadama when it's eaten raw, you cook the lettuce, then you would make a shahako. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to try to figure out which vegetables fit this criteria. Now, the same way we're going to look at this Gemara and be like, wow, maybe it doesn't apply today. The truth is, if you go back to the, the chuvas farm, I think Rabbi Moshe Feinstein has a chuva about carrots, and he said that carrots nobody eats raw. They only eat it cooked. And today, we would look at that, what do you mean? There's plenty of people eating raw carrots all the time. So we look at this, it's, very, it's a very clear criteria. You have to figure out how to plug it into different societies. In one society, it could be they eat, uh, I don't know, raw butternut squash. In other places, they wouldn't eat it. So it depends on the society. It depends on the, the, the social norms. Okay. So, I understand a vegetable that was originally shahakal when you cook it, find it, you have beets, the silka, I'm sorry, karcha is, is cabbage, silka is beets, the kara, and gourd, that people would would make a uh, shahakal on these things. You cook your, you cook your, your uh, squash, you make a hadama. Ella koshet and shlokeshaka, when do I see that when I cook it at Runda? Which, what case would that be? Hechem meshkachas lam, Rav Nachman Yitzchak, meshkachas la betumi. Tumi is a shum, garlic, vikarti, and some type of uh, like leeks. So those two things would be a hadama. When you cook it, you ruin it. So today we would say a leek. I think most people would rather uh, have a cooked leek soup, you know, than a, than a raw leek. And garlic, I guess both. People eat it as both. So halacha is, if people eat it, in the same way, raw and cooked, people just enjoy both, so you make a hadama. If there's, pre- if there's a preference, one or the other, so the preferred method would get a hadama, and the less enjoyed method would be a shahako. So usually onions are probably the only example that, that would be a shahako. People don't eat it raw, maybe a butternut squash, I don't know. Um, and what people cook would be like the leafy stuff, nobody, nobody would eat it cooked, typically. So it's... Uh, on the uh, Jewish history thing, on the Hawadah, yeah. he said silka was Swiss chard. Swiss chard. Okay, interesting. Okay. I stand corrected. Darash Rav Nachmishim Rabbeinu, Manu Shmuel. He said the following Jrasha. Shlokos mevachan leim boyer priyadama, the shlokos you make it boyer priyadama, v'chavirenu hayyardin meret Yisrael, and the our chavirim that come from meret Yisrael, Manu, who's that? Ula mishmeid rabbechim namar, shlokos mevachan leim shahakon yivavarai, they make a shahakal on cooked vegetables. Vani oimer b'machloike shnuya, it's in the, it's, Dependent on the following machlekes, the Tanya. Now we're going to go back to uh, to Pesach. It's coming up. Yotzin barakik hashare. A person could be yotzin matzah. With you take a piece of matzah, and you soak it in, in, in water. Even if you cook it, as long as as long as it didn't dissolve into a uh, into a, a mush, as long as it still looks like a matzah, you could use that for your for your Pesach seder. They obviously did not uh, care about gabrux. Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yossi says, Yoitzim Baraki Kasharoi, you could only be Yoitzim with a soaked matzah, avalai, but not bamavushol, not a cooked matzah, avapishloi even though it did not dissolve. And that's what we pass. We pass, let's say, an elderly individual that cannot chew their hard uh, matzah, but they want to be Yoitzim matzah, so the halach is they should not cook the matzah. What you should do is you should soak it in a a cup of hot water, so it's already off the fire, it's not called cooking, it will be a clearation, and uh, they can eat it like that. 
even if you don't eat kaprax, you still have to you have a chiv de raisa of eating matzah, so that's what you should do. Eat it quickly. But that, that, that's the psak. Now, you shouldn't do that. You should try to eat uh, regular matzah. But if someone needs to do it, it's a halacha in Shulchanar, halachas Pesach, that you would put it in a cup of hot water. So you see from here that there's a machlekes if when I cook it, according to the first sheet of Rav Meir, even if I cook it, I can still, it's still considered matzah. Rav Meir says, no, you can't cook it. So maybe that's the machlekes. The Rav Meir holds cooking it, makes it make, loses its shame of lechem. Uh, I'm sorry, cooking it does not make it lose its shame of lechem. But... Rav Yosef would hold, it does lose the shame. Everyone holds cooked items, cooked vegetables are boy priyadama. Why did Rav Yosef say that matzah will be different? When it comes to matzah, you need to, there's a mitzvah say to eat matzah, right? You have to eat matzah the night of Pesach. So I have to eat something that is matzah. Now you can call it bread. You can make hamoitzi. If it's not matzah, I'm not yaitzah. So it needs to be ta matzah. It has to taste like matzah. The lekker, once it's cooked in, in water, you want to tell me I make hamoitzi in it? Very nice. You know, but it's not called matzah. Matzah has to be that, that crunchy or that uh, a certain texture. That's called matzah. Again, they used to use soft matzahs, but matzah has to be the tam of matzah. Abahacha. When it comes to the bracha I make, so as long as it's considered a fruit of the ground, as long as it tastes decent, I feel like I my dad that I would make a hadama on my cooked carrot. Okay. You have a cooked vegetable, you would make a bari pri hadama. says, in the name of Yechanan, by cooked vegetables, you'd make a shahava. Ula is quoting this mistake of Rabbi Yaman Bayefes. Fine. And that is that. And basically, that's not Rabbi Yechen Hell. Rabbi Yechen Hell, that you'd make a hadama on your cooked vegetables, as we said before. Tohi Bar Rab Zera. Rab Zera said the following uh, he, he uh, was bewildered. He said, How can we have machlekes? Rabbi Yaman Bayefes quoting the, the Rabbi Yechon in the face of Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, meaning if they're both in the base Medrash and they're both quoting Rabbi Yechon, we would never go with Rabbi Binyamin Bayefes. So why are you bringing him up in a conversation? Why? Because Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, Doyek, he was doing medactic in what Rabbi Yechon and his Rabbi would say, the Gummer Shmaita, Mir Rabbi Yechon Rabbi. He heard it directly from from Rabbi Yechon and his Rabbi. Rabbi Naman Bayefes, he wasn't a medactic, he didn't exactly remember, he thought, yeah, he said something, he wrote it down somewhere, but he, he didn't remember exactly what Rabbi Yechon said. So when I have to decide whose opinion to, to give value to, I would always choose Rabbi Yechon Abba over Rabbi Naman Bayefes. And not only that, Every 30 days, every 30 days, he would go in front of Rabbi Yechon and his Rabbi, and he would, he would review everything he learned every 30 days. Rabbi Nama Bayefes, Lai Mahadr. He never reviewed anything. So why are we going to trust uh, his testimony of what Rabbi Yechonin held? V'oid, Barmendein and Barmendein. Beyond this, Dahu Tormasa, there was a story about this bean. He had a small bean, the Shalki Le Sheva Zimnin Bekatera. They cooked it seven times in the pot. V'okli Le Bekinuach Sudan. They ate it as dessert. Now, halacha is, we're going to see at length in a few dafim that when you eat something as dessert and it's not considered part of the meal. You have your uh, your uh, candy at the end of the meal, so you make a bracha on that. It's not coming l'svaya, it's not coming to satiate. Here again, so the question was, they had this bean, it was uh, seven, you know, uh, double fried, seven times uh, cooked bean, and I guess it needed to be 
cooked seven times to taste good, and eating it as dessert. So when you eat it as dessert, the question is, I make a bracha. So also, what bracha do you make? On this cooked bean. So you see from here that Rabbi Yechonin clearly held that you would make a bare. Uh, you make a bari uh, priyadama uh, on a cooked vegetable on a cooked bean as well. I saw him eating a salted olive, and we know in halacha, and we learn this mesetas chulin, that something that's salted has a din of cooked. In, t- in some regard, and still a barich Allah b'tchilah v'sayif. You made a regular bracha in the beginning uh, and the end. So we see from here that he made his adama. Now the Gemara says, If you held that vegetables retain it, even when it cook it, it retains its original bracha. And b'tchilah mavarich Allah bari priya eitz by olive, which would be high eitz. Make a bari priya eitz l'vasayif mavarich Allah bracha achas main shalos main shalos. You make your if you tell me when I cook something, it no longer uh, retains its original its original bracha. So It makes sense that originally you'd make a shahakal. At the end, what are you what bracha are you going to make on on your olive? That if you're going to make a shahakal. So Mar says, nah, because he said bracha achrayna. We have another bracha chorna that's not our eight, still mabar and fashis rabbis for chasrainon al kamashabar. So from this last proof, there is no proof that you would make that he made a ha'etz, al ha'etz on a salted olive. Perhaps you made a bar in a fashas. Okay. So at the end of the day, we only have three proofs or four reasons why we proved that Rabbi Yechelen held cooked vegetables are adama. This fifth one that we threw in there about uh, the salted olive, we cannot, uh, it's not admissible on the daf, but we have many rayas that a cooked vegetable will be hadama. The way we pass it again is it depends on the, on the vegetable. Anything that's typically eaten raw, you make hadama on it, you cook it, you ruin it, you make a shahakal. And the other way, if it's typically eaten cooked and you're eating it raw, so you'd make a shahakal on the raw vegetable. So one more piece on the vegetables. Mesir Rav Yitzhak Bashmol, he has the following question. And the Mishnah Mtsachim tells us which vegetables it could be Yotza, uh, your chiv of mar. And then it says and you could use the the leaves of this vegetable. The first vegetable is talking about uh, lettuce. I don't know about romaine, but some type of leafy lettuce. It's actually if you if you think about it, many of the many in many parts of Kliasol they, they specifically want to use crane, the horseradish. So the truth is, there is probably no source that horseradish would be uh, your yotze, your, your maro with it. So some want to bring it that one of the five species is maro. We'll talk about this in the Masechus Pesachim. So in my family, we, we eat the, the lettuce for maro, and for and for for korech, we'll, we'll do the uh, we'll do the horseradish. So you say zecher the mikdash kehila. So I used to say, I used to joke zecher Hungary, you know, because. Halacha, if you look at the Gemara, it's clearly chasa is the primary choice for, for, uh, for mar. The Gemara tells us why, because, because when lettuce grows, originally it's sweet, and, and then as it grows longer, it gets bitter. And that was the Sheba of Mitzrayim, that as it grew, uh, as, it grew as, as, it, as, it, as it continued, it got worse. Okay, so that Mishnah says, Yotzeh with the leaves, we're talking about something that has leaves, Vekelach, Shalhaniki, also use the stalk. If you want to use stalks, no problem. Avaloi Kavushin, it can't be Kavush, it can't be soaked in something. So if you're buying, let's say you're using horseradish, okay, assuming you're Yotzeh with horseradish, but you're buying the gold horseradish, which is soaked in vinegar, Halachas, you're not Yotzeh. Veloi Shalukin, it can't be cooked. So you can't have cooked horseradish either. 
Shlukin means it's cooked for a long time. Not typically cooked. So this, that's the halacha when it comes to mar. So it can't be kavosh and it can't be cooked. So if you're telling me the Messiah, even after I cook it, it retains its pari priyadama. So the Gemara says shlukin on my life. So why can't I be yoytzeh with cooked vegetables? So the Gemara says shani hasam. There again, the same way by Pesach, we need uh, the time of matzah for, 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 the, for, for matzah. We also need the time of mar for mar. And therefore, even though it's bari priyadama, once you cook mar, it loses its taste and you are not yoytzeh mar with it. So there is a, actually a contemporary halachic shiloh. So many, many supermarkets, many from you know, own supermarkets realize that you know, they're, they're having a mashkiach washing all this lettuce. You know, once the, when the bug started a few years ago, so... So for the most part, many people were just eating greenhouse grown lettuce, greenhouse grown lettuce, or they just were avoiding, you know, romaine lettuce. Recently, probably in the last 15, 20 years, many of the restaurants decided they need to be serving it. So they trained mashkich and they figured out ways to wash lettuce, regular grown lettuce, not you know greenhouse grown washing lettuce. Then they realized, let's sell it, you know, pre-washed, uh, pre-washed lettuce in a bag, and you know how much is it? $10 a bag, $12, $15, okay? And pre-washed lettuce from the restaurant or from supermarkets. You go to Gourmet Glot, Pomegranate Seeds, no selling this. So there's a Shiloh raised recently, I think last year, that some of the supermarkets were selling it and they were still wet. And on the bottom of the bag, you have a lot of water. So if you have a lot of water on the bottom of the bag, so, so it's kavosh. And halach is even kavosh in water. If it's 24 hours, the Mishra says, lechatchili, you should have used it. But again, you have to be very, very sloppy that you're leaving so much water on the bottom of the bag to be called kavosh. But it, it's just an interesting uh, contemporary shayla that came up uh, on this Gemara. Okay, shkayach. So.